Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and Shulka Party are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm gonna get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's gonna make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. It is a surprisingly early 9.03 p.m. in New Orleans or Nowlands. As we like to say, 10.03 on the East Coast. And this is Birds with Friends. This is a Birds with Friends first. Never have we ever had to wrap up an Eagles season with a loss. After the Eagles fall 20-14 to to the New Orleans Saints after taking a 14-0 lead in the first quarter. They did not score again. And yet, it looked like it was time for Nick Foles' magic once again. After a missed field goal by Will Lutz, the Eagles get the ball with about 2.50 left on the clock. They start to work their way down. They're on all the way to the Saints' 27-yard line when Nick Foles hits Alshon Jeffrey in stride. And shockingly, the ball goes through Alshon Jeffrey's hands into the hands of Marshawn Lattimore, snuffing out the torch of the Eagles' season. And now we begin the long and lonely offseason. Bo Wolf and Shilkapadia coming at you with stats and things. Well, we should explain that we haven't written anything yet, and we thought let's get That's the right. podcast out of the way. We also thought that uh, that made sense logistically because we've got early flights, and I'm I'm uh, sick, and we're standing yeah. as far away from each other as possible. Yeah, you don't want to get this uh, this bug I've got. What do we got here? An Eagles alert. They'll open the locker room at 11. Will we make oh, it? I think we will make that. That's I don't think so. I think we get back at like 10.50 or something, don't we? Yeah. We'll get back at some point. Uh, yeah, so we thought, I want to keep Bo's germs away from me. He's been knocked out. He's a trooper. He started the season. Uh, started started <laughs> in the, the bathroom. season puking in the press box and ended the season with more multiple trips to the press box. That That's bathroom. right. But uh, he is a trooper. He made it. And so uh, in the next... What do we got here? Nine, three, about the next six and a half hours. We got to do a podcast. We got to write the day after. We got to pack up our stuff and we get to the airport. Then we'll have locker room clean out day. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a game that went the way that none of us really saw coming. That if Absolutely. Lo- I mean, so many things in this game. If you would have told me on Friday, hey, this, this, this is going to happen, I would have been shocked. It was, uh, it was an entertaining game. It was a game that, uh, you know, you can't question their effort, anything like that. They played hard. The personality that we've seen sort of shine through here in the last five, six weeks was on display. They had a shot. It wasn't a mental error. It wasn't a boneheaded call. It was a physical error by a guy who's come up with play after play after play. I mean, if you... If you were to rank like the individual tools of players on the team, Alshon Jeffrey's hands would yeah. be right near the very top. Yeah. 
Like the most trustworthy things that you have on the team, Alshon Jeffrey's hands are among them. As Zach Ertz said, he makes, you know, I, I was around Ertz for two rounds of interviews, mm-hmm. and the first time he said, like, he makes that play 99 out of 100, then by the time he had been asked <laughs> about it so much, the second time I heard him say, he makes Nine. that play 999,000, whatever. Right, out of a million. <laughs> out right? of a yeah. million. And, uh, yeah, you, you can't really argue with that, but it wasn't meant to be, and so it was, a, it was a locker room that I thought was, I didn't sense a lot of anger. I, it, it was sort of, you know, it was very quiet. I think there was, I think there was some, you know, it was, they were disappointed, but there was still some pride I think in, so. in all that they had accomplished. And uh, I asked, I was asking guys, what's their sort of lasting memory of the season, which is not a, which is not a, a leading question into anything. And every single one of them said just like the fight of this team or the resilience of this team, um, which was interesting. I mean, which is true. Sort of, I mean, sort I of a th- platitude of a thing to say, right? But it is true. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a it was a te- it went from, and this is all big picture stuff. We'll, we're going all over the place as usual. We'll nail down some of the details. We but may, we may or may not. It was a season that, as late as I would say week. 14 your lasting memory of the season was just a maddening team a frustrating team that couldn't do get out of its own way that left you feeling disappointed that you just kind of, you would have just wanted to throw this season out the window i think right. at that point and say all right we want you know they won the super bowl last year we'll look ahead to uh 2019 and i think it is a very different uh impression of this team now after the last five weeks, the way they fought down the stretch, sneak into the playoffs, pull off the upset in Chicago, and then, man, uh, go up. What a start to this game. Unbelievable. I mean, Strap comes through with the First interception. First play of the game. Unbelievable. First play of the game. A, a leaping interception. Then the Eagles go right down the field and take a 7 nothing lead. And those first two drives for the Eagles were like some of the best work that Doug Peterson and Nick Foles have ever done. It was, you know, I, I said in the breakdown, it was it was super bullying. Yeah. Um, but this this sort of tells the story of the game for the Eagles. I mean, one, they scored 14 points in their first two drives and then did not score again the rest of the game. Nick Foles' numbers on the first two drives, eight of nine for 113 yards and a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Since then. The last three quarters of the game, 18 of 31 for, and I'm sorry, 10 of 22 for 88 yards. Mm. I think they had, I think they had. Uh, That's after, after the first two drives, 10 of 22 for 88 yards? Yes. Mm. And you can, you, you can steal that by all means. Yeah, I just wrote it down. <laughs> the less work I have to do, I'm <laughs> thinking maybe I can I get an hour yeah. of uh sleep in here but may i feel pretty good now man you know okay. it might not be the case in six okay. hours yes the, i mean the offense finished the game seven straight possessions without scoring right and, and i think uh, i've got some nuggets for you on I that think five of their next five of the seven drives after the interception that falls through they or no on the seven drives after the interception they got five first downs okay no none of their final seven possessions went longer than five plays or 22 yards okay you're not going to go into new orleans right 
and win a game. I mean, and yet they almost and did. yet they did. Under, they I, like, I would say ninety nine percent of the time you're you going to have no shot to you, win this you think, game. You, did you think they were going to win the game as they were driving when they got the roughing the passer? Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were going to win the game. I thought they were going to score a touchdown. Okay. You know, they were going... You thought they might leave too much time? They were going... We, we both discussed this yeah, at the time. a little too fast. We thought, we thought, there's no need to rush here. You do not want Breeze... To, obviously, number one, you got to score, you got to score, you got to score. But they started the drive, what was it, 227? Mm-hmm. Like, they had a lot of time, and so you didn't need to rush. They called the play before the two-minute warning. Yeah, there's some consternation that they ran that play with, like, Which, it has left. nothing to do with anything. I mean, you know... it was The guy was open. Like... the And, like... Let's say you let it run to the two-minute warning, then maybe you call that play afterwards and it's the same result. So that maybe. didn't change the result of the game. I don't know why they did that. You know, I felt like, all right, use clock, let it go to two minutes. You're at the 27-yard line 27. at that point, and you have two minutes. Like, you're not going to need That's all that time. plenty of time. So I, 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 and you want to burn the Saints' timeouts. Right. You don't want Breeze to get the ball back. So I don't think they should have done that. But, again, that is not, that is not the reason they lost the game. It has nothing to do really with the result. It's it's you can't have the offense just totally flame out for the better part. You know, from four thirty seven in the first quarter, they score that second touchdown. That's the last you get points on the board. I yeah, mean, that's crazy. If you if you would have told me that on Friday, right. I would have said they probably are going to lose forty one to seven or right. something. And so that that wasn't the case. And and so yeah, I, I wish I could say hey on the offensive side of the ball here's what they screwed up i don't have a great sense i don't nick Foles was not as at his best he was not at after his those best. first two drives I they were having fair. some success on the ground in the first two drives and i think brandon brooks left the game with what turned out to be a torn achilles which is now yeah. a, a big offseason story right. and as you said on our walk back all of a sudden the offensive line faces serious questions yeah but uh, i think they the running game was certainly uh, stifled after that. Yeah, they had eight carries for 38 yards on the first two drives. Um, so just under, what, five yards per carry there. The After that, they had... I know I wrote it down somewhere, Bo. I just started scribbling. It's okay. Crazily here. Hmm. Hmm. Is this good podcasting? Eight well, for 21. There you go. Okay. Eight carries for 21 yards after the first two drives. Now, I don't think that this is a situation where you say, oh, why didn't Doug stick to the run? I feel like with uh, – I mean, I guess – I don't know. I guess you could make that – I didn't feel like that, that he was – should have run more? I mean, some he, people might say that, right? Oh, no, no. I, I think that's okay. crazy. I mean, they ran eight times on – I don't yeah. think that. I mean, if you want to yeah, say maybe they should – it felt like there were some plays for them. It didn't feel like guys were getting wide open, certainly. So whether you want to blame the scheme or not being able to beat man coverage, um, whatever, it did, you know, there weren't guys wide open that Foles was missing. However, the opportunities that he did have, uh, it did feel like he missed some of those. There was, a, you know, even the interception, Ertz had that guy beat, right? I mean, yeah. it looked like to me from the one replay I saw, he underthrew him there, and that's an interception. There was a third down to Tate. That he underthrew. Some people thought maybe that should have been a pass interference. I felt like yeah, when a ball's throw. that underthrown, uh, you're probably not going to get that call. And then there was that uh, bad throw to Jordan Matthews. That that might have been the big one. That one I felt like that a chance at. That was a third down. I think that was in the fourth was quarter. When they were down six before uh, the missed so. field goal, I think. Yes. And so there were. I, I would say you can blame missed opportunities from Foles. Maybe there's some blame on the receivers. And then uh, schematically, just what was working so well early on, they weren't able to 
get guys open later in the game. But uh, no sacks. The Saints end with four quarterbacks hits and no sacks. I didn't think he was under pressure. I mean, there's times he had to maneuver the pocket. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a he, took, nice throws, he took but, some yeah. hits. But, yeah, I didn't think that was a factor. I thought they held up well. Up front, Sheldon Rankins went out early in the game. So That's that right. obviously helped. That's the story of the game. When you ask me why did the Eagles lose, it's because they went seven straight possessions without scoring. It's because they couldn't string together any drives after a great start, and they score 14 points against the Saints. Just that's not going to be good enough. So that's kind of the big picture with the offense. I think there is a uh, a palpable sense both in the locker room and like among Eagles fans that because of last year, Having been to the mountaintop, this loss does not hurt as much as you would expect. A playoff loss to hurt when you have a ball slip through a wide receiver's hands in the red zone with a chance to to score the game-leading touchdown. Um, and I actually I think there's a case to be made that in the grand scheme of things for the Eagles, this is sort of a a cleaner ending. Mm, interesting. Then, because of the QB, because stuff? of the QB, That's I think that this is. Then, if they had won this game with Nick Foles having not a great game, had won this game and then lost next week, or you know, lost in the Super Bowl, I think then it becomes a messier decision, both for the front office and potentially within the locker room. Um, so, if you if you accept that this team wasn't going to win the Super Bowl, which is probably you know, it's it's. Not impossible that they would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, and certainly they believe that they, they would have, I think. But I, eh, not, I not, don't know if I – maybe you're right, but I don't know. I don't know how you can look at this at, right after the game. And as a fan, I would – No, no, that, I'm yeah. not saying that. Okay. I'm not you're saying so, that Oh, you're saying you're an RN. Yeah, those are two separate well, points. Well, that's – yeah. That, that, those I mean, are two separate points. That is probably true at the same time. They've, been, they've grown accustomed to – But this is like the kind of loss that, that – you know, if it had happened under Andy Reid, would be would be crushing, and it would have been another example of uh, your the guys leaving the vet. What was the what did the guy say? Your yeah, classic story, the most depressing city in yeah, America. Yeah, uh, probably true. Although I feel like the way they got here, it just felt like a different type of season. I mean, I guess it would the best comparison probably would have been uh, when they snuck in and they went to Arizona. You know, eight. Yeah, and yeah. they lost that. I don't remember what the spread was on that, what the point spread was on that game. But I remember, actually, that that was even different because I remember everyone felt like they were winning that game and going to the Super Bowl. At least this, this is my recollection. I'm sure some people will call me out and that's say that wasn't the case. Too. But that's what I remember is at that point, everyone was convinced they're going. This is it. Today, I mean, most fans hooked up to a lie detector probably felt you know they're convincing themselves they have a chance maybe they'll win big picture i don't think most people thought that they would win well they they probably read your prediction and thought hey, oh, listen maybe i feel good win. about it they were right yeah, there absolutely <laughs> people were congratulating me after yeah. a 14 i know sal pal was coming over and <laughs> yeah said, maybe he jinxed yeah. it yeah um but so uh, I, you are right. It's probably a combination of having won the Super Bowl last year and then also this season came out of nowhere. This season was over a month ago. The, yeah, I mean, if you look at the totality of the season, the, yeah. the Eagles were not good this season. Right. But over the last five weeks, yeah. they were one of the best teams in football. And it's just the – I mean, this is one of the rare times in the last two years where, like, the bounce didn't go – 
Nick Foles' way, I think really. that's right. I think, uh, you know, it's you look at the kick last week. Since, since he entered as a starter last year, he had all the magic. And yeah. this one time, through no fault of his own, the, the bounce went someone else's way. Yeah. That's, that is the way to look at it. So, the football gods. Football gods. Kissed, kissed, the, kissed the Eagles goodbye on the crossbar in Chicago. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's, that's the offense. Defense, I mean, I, I don't know. Are well, people is really, there anything else about the offense? I mean, there's big picture stuff. Let's get to that after. Okay. Uh, you know, we, Peters we, left this game. I, that's sort of a big picture thing, too. At the end of the third quarter with a back injury and re- was replaced by Vitae. Yes. Um, they, there was not a uh, – the Eagles, again, were, were heavier 11 than 12 in this game. Did Goddard get a target in this game? No. That's, I think, one fair criticism. I mean, I was, yeah. I was calling for a screen to him that one time to you, you on were. Like a second down. Uh, it felt like they ran, like, one screen, right? That was kind of surprising. They did the Sproles one, the sort of misdirection throwback one. Was there another? Yeah, they, that's not like you a— You wouldn't call that a screen? I mean— I mean, I would. It's like a throwback. Yeah, but a it's screen? set up as All a right, screen. fine. Just sort of the— What was the other one? I think they ran one early, didn't they, to Smallwood, I want to say? Yeah. I don't remember. He had one catch for six yards. It could have been. Okay. Could have been. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it fe- I, I thought I, I was surprised they didn't mix more of those in. The throw falls made on the Matthews touchdown was fantastic. Beauty. I mean, he was on fire early. He, he was looked unbelievable those fire. first two drives. He looked like I didn't want to tweet it out because I thought people would j- yell at me for jinx again. And good thing I didn't with the way the game well, went. Well, maybe it would have uh, it was gone a, a different way. That was uh, Minneapolis. Nick Foles right there. Yeah. I mean, he was just chucking it around the field, throwing dimes, throwing it downfield. Um, but it, uh, I don't know, there's some theories, I guess, that the interception, after the interception, it just left him, which. Yeah, I mean, that's that true. That did happen. Yeah, yeah that's I don't true. Know if, like, if there was something there. But uh, yeah, Peters went down. Uh, defensively, I don't know if people are, criti- if anyone's criticizing Jim Schwartz after this Get game. Get out of here. Like, you held them to 20 points. What was my stat? They they had been held under thirty, 30 points once in their once right? all season. They were averaging thirty one, thirty four, something like that. You're playing snaps out there with a guy named Josh Josh Hawkins. Yeah, who I'll be perfectly honest, you know, and, and everyone will know. We never had a discussion on this podcast about man if they suffer one more injury, Josh right. Hawkins has to play i actually looked at you and i said uh what's the background on this guy again which is probably you know it's probably bad for someone to admit who covers the team but this guy was totally not even in my head when i'm doing uh research for these games and so rasul douglas suffers an injury he's got to come in he gets picked on you gave up some bad third and longs i mean i think it was a matter of who was out there playing you know and even then I thought this game was going to get like really high scoring in the second half, and it didn't. Even yeah, even when it was when it was fourteen ten at halftime. Yeah, I thought the Saints were gonna were gonna light I up. I thought the they might lose the by three half. touchdowns if they yeah. don't get going offensively. That didn't happen. I mean, the defense kept them in it. Look at these last. Uh, you know, they so they give up that long eighteen play ninety two yard drive, which had all those Saints penalties on it. Yes, which was you know the worst defensive drive of the game. So you give that up, you go down seventeen fourteen. After that, you hold them to a field goal, and then you limit them to a fifty two yard attempt, which you know they missed, but that's not going to go in a lot of times. Right, a fifty two yard attempt. So they really kept them in the game. Uh, those were the only three Saints drives after halftime. That one took up the yeah. whole third quarter, and in the first half, 
not only do you hold them to 10 points, but you got to take away, uh, put your offense in position. You know, they was in pretty good field position. So um, I cannot get mad at this defense. When you look at the no personnel, way. the opponent, the environment, the way the game was going, I mean, prop. Maybe one of Jim Schwartz's best defensive coach. I, I know that people are mad that you know they, they should have blitzed more. Fine, maybe, but come on. The, the, Drew Brees just gets rid of the ball in two seconds when the blitz is coming. Are you really going to fool him by bringing, you know, who are you even bringing on mm-hmm. a blitz at, at that point? And so um, there is some consternation uh, for Brandon Graham not falling on the football when he strip sacked uh, Drew Brees. I actually, I mean, obviously he should have flown on the football. And he was actually uh, pretty upset about it after the game. Oh, really? Not like you could just tell, like when he was asked about it, he sort of closed his eyes yeah. and like thought deeply. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he also knows that this could be his last game with the Eagles. So there's extra emotions there. But And he was great early on. The way that that ball bounced up to him, it, it almost made it, it looked like it was actually easier for him to try to just catch it than to fall on the ball. I was going to say that. I would, I would have to watch another replay, but it seemed like a hard ball to fall on yes it wasn't just God, lying on the ground like make a drop or something probably i don't even know no we've already got enough stuff okay. about your balls <laughs> and you and thankfully you did keep them covered in the press box did you not see the people tweeting at us that kids are listening your your basketballs okay that you brought in your backpack all right uh so yeah i mean i don't have a huge issue with that let's see sacks two sacks five quarterback hits it's not like they were Crushing Drew Brees, they got pressure. You know, they came up with an interception, and then they forced a fumble that they didn't recover. And twenty for thirty. I can't kill him for that. I can't kill him. I mean, this is the MVP runner-up, probably. The Saints had uh, averaged four point four yards per carry. They had some good runs, but I didn't think he got gashed like last time. They got pressure on him. I mean, they sacked him twice, and they had a little bit more pressure than that. Yeah. Is that, did you just, just say yeah, that? Yeah, I just said okay. that. Thanks for listening. Well, I told you. You, uh-huh. you, know I'm, you know I'm working on about 15% here. Yeah. So I, I don't really understand. I mean, I know those third and there was, what, the third and 16? Yeah, I mean. Those plays are frustrating, but those plays are going to happen. Yeah. Again, when you have Josh Hawkins going up against uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Michael Thomas. 12 catches for 171. It did feel like he was wide open at times. So, listen, I'll reserve. Watch the film. Maybe I'll come back later this week and say, I take it back. Jim Schwartz was terrible. But I don't think that's going to be the case when you look at the end result and how I feel uh, just watching it. And you you lose Fletcher Cox for part of this game. Russell Douglas. That was the reason for Josh Hawkins. Russell Douglas. Brandon Graham was getting looked at. Michael Bennett Bennett was down for a time. Chris Law. It was crazy. Yeah, it's weird that the two games where this has happened to the Eagles were both yeah. in the Superdome. So that's we didn't the, say that. Uh, how about this? The, the, off, go ahead. The fake punt. Well, the def- the Eagles had their defense on the field. So what happened? It, he had like a half a yard to go. They just like he ran into the line and then they mm-hmm. just pushed him. Okay, uh, seemed pretty reasonable. I think Doug should have accepted that penalty. Put him on third and eleven. I'm on the fence with that one. You know he's not going to punt. He was lining up. He was at his own 30. Come on. I would like to see how many fourth and ones he's had at his own 30 that he's gone for. I would have taken that penalty. Well, if they take the penalty and then they get it, we'd probably be doing, talking the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. So. 
Uh, offensively, we didn't mention that there was there was a lot of confusion at points in this game. Yeah. Uh, whether that was crowd noise or uh, bad coaching, is hard to say. But again, guys, not knowing where to line up. Yeah, they had to. You know what? I wonder if that's people are going to think I'm going after Goddard here. But I mean, that he it was Aguilar yelling at Jeffrey and Goddard on the one play in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they had to waste a timeout. So I don't know. Maybe Goddard didn't think it was know a resources to, thing. Maybe in order to line up. Somebody didn't know what to do, and they had to use a timeout. I, I mean, they've mean, been yelling at Tate half th- the season. So That part is maddening, That uh, unless it's just a noise issue. But I don't know. Coming off the heels of Tate not knowing what the play call was at the end of, it just seems like that has just been a constant issue. So if you want to get mad about something, I think that's a reasonable thing to get mad at. Is it okay? I feel bad that I'm wearing shoes. I know you're in, you're a no shoes household. No, no, that's but good. Hotel like room just, is. I want you in and out of here as fast okay. as possible, touching as little as possible. Okay. Mm. You think they can come clean my room after your? Uh... You can ask. Okay. They've screwed up your Wi-Fi, so you might mm-hmm. have a, you might have an ask in you. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. I know that's right. <laughs> uh, is there anything else? We're showing a little pride them? here. I've got a Birds with Friends hoodie on, and you're wearing an athletic T-shirt. That's right. Anything else game related? You know what I think? Uh, I'm going to write about this. I think for I, I realize I just asked my, asked a question and answered it myself, but it came to me. I'm That's gonna, a good podcast device. I'm going to write about how they. It, I feel like the culture was very strong for this team, and we, we've talked about that with the loss to the Saints and Cowboys and the way they rallied back. You could kind of see that with the way they rallied around Jeffrey after this game. I mean, he just had his face in the grass, uh, you know, just laying there. Jordan Matthews came sprinting from the sideline as Bo sanitizes here. Thank you. Uh, you know, to pick him up, uh, Jason Kelsey, Nick Foles. Uh, I've seen the toss I just had into my backpack, huh? but the sanitizer was an all-time toss. No one can hear you. You're not holding your mic. Bo said from a distance. you should have seen the toss he had with his sanitizer into his bag. He's very proud. Uh, so I thought that was uh, – just interesting and it just kind of reinforced sort of that they did all stay together this is a guy's kind of low point Alshon Jeffrey took questions after the game took uh, responsibility for the loss everybody sort of and had his back yeah and then Lane Johnson <laughs> drops a bomb yeah I said Lane you know I saw everybody going up to uh, yeah you asked this question Alshon, so kudos to you <laughs> Alshon after the game you know what do you say to him at a time like that and he says you know you know we wouldn't be here without him that guy no one works harder. He's playing through broken ribs. Right. I love Lane Johnson. The guy just has no filter. It, there's nothing in his head that says, like, should I be saying this or not? Like, here's a question, and he answers it, which is great for a reporter. Yeah, it's great. He so, real, it's, uh, the, he, I think he has the filter. It just works on, like, a five-second delay. <laughs> so he realized after he said that that he shouldn't have said that. But... but. Yeah, I mean, wow. that's crazy. Broken ri- you know what? And then the were- torn labrum in the torn rotator cuff in the Super Bowl. When, when did he? When do we think he broke his ribs? Yeah, because he didn't appear on the injury report until middle of the week, right? Oh. Let me see if I have this. Someone take him out of practice? <laughs> that would be funny. He's never going to practice again. He got in a car accident or something? Okay. That, I don't know. Let's, uh, <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you think it's something non-football related? Right, right, okay. right. All right. Uh... No, he wasn't even on the injury report this week. I thought week. someone tweeted that he was on it with ribs. He wasn't on Thursday. Okay. Oh, wait. No, no, that's 
That's later. I've deleted all the injury reports. Okay. Bo has turned the page on the 2018-19 season. No, I've already deleted those. Okay. Well, yeah, because there were times where it was like, he doesn't look like he's moving well. Yeah, you said that. You're like, does he look injured to you? Yeah, Foles took a snap, and he was looking in his direction, and he had gotten like two yards off the line of scrimmage, and like Foles had time. Um, So he was gutting that out. Broken ribs. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm sitting here. I got, I've got a stomach bug, well, and, I'm, and I'm feeling like eh, I, don't tell yourself short. I, I might have not covered the game if I had the stomach bug. I might have just watched it in this hotel room, taking some mm-hmm. notes. Um, all right, I can't. I don't think there's anything else from the game really that I can think of. I mean, I couldn't believe that the Saints ran the ball on third and eight on that drive that before the 52 yard field goal. Yeah, that was. What are they doing? Well, what are they doing? Oh, Sean my Payton. gosh. I, if they would have lost that game. I can't stand Sean Payton. Well, we know that. Who are you going to root for next week? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, think of the unlikability of three of the four coaches remaining. Your boys. If I'm ranking the, the most hateable coaches in the NFL, head coaches, those might be top three. I actually don't, I actually don't think that your boy is as hateable it's the coverage of him that is hateable. That's true, and nice try trying to make people forget that he's your boy. Yeah, nice try trying to trying to flip that. We all know. You got some Rams undies on where over there, big boy. Butter. Come on. I mean, everybody's a Chiefs <laughs> fan at this point. Let's see. Hold on. Pull up a quick standings here. See if there are any. What what hateable coaches am I forgetting? Michael Thomas, twelve catches for one seventy one on sixteen targets. Just felt like we were. You knew they were going to him so often, and couldn't really stop it. Avante Maddox did not have a great game. I thought. Mm. Eh, Zimmer, mm. not as hateable. Okay. I believe those are the. I mean, certainly, certainly, Belichick and Payton are are top two. Brandon Brooks tweets, wanted to take a minute to thank everyone for the well wishes. Yeah, it sucks. I tore my Achilles, but you know what I look forward to? Attacking rehab like it's a game. I look forward to this long journey. God got me, and this did nothing but light a fire I needed. Eh, just tore my Achilles. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys next time. I heard Peters and Siamalu talking about this after the game, and, and Siamalu was like, that's his whole offseason. Like, he doesn't get an offseason. He's oh got to rehab God. all offseason. On the last game of the season. Ugh. I was thinking recently about how durable he's, you Yeah, know, he, he hasn't had any, like, if he's had bumps and bruises, we haven't known about him. Well, I mean, listen, the offensive line has been, has been the strength of the offense for the last two or three seasons. Yeah. And now you've got... Well, what did you hear from Jason Kelsey? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm trying oh, to get to that. All right. Well, Would I, you let me do it? I don't it? got time here. I need to call room service uncle. I got to type. Brandon Brooks. Facing an Achilles injury that I think is generally a six to nine monther, maybe a little bit easier for an offensive lineman than a. Than it's a, not easy. That's one of the worst injuries you can have. I know, but it's for an offensive lineman. It, it's a little bit. I mean, those guys play through anything, whereas it's not quickness like on the outside. He he doesn't need that. Sorry, I've got hiccups, or is that something else? No, it's just. Oh God! Let's gas end, let's up. end this. <laughs> I think a throw up on the pod would be would be no. Memorable. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would have to switch hotels. <laughs> That's None of my sure. stuff's over there, is it? That's for sure. <laughs> no. no.
Um, so you've got that. You've got Jason Peters, who you know has has started and finished like sixty percent of the games this season, if that. Um, you've got Isaac Ciamalo, who seems to be coming on as the one young player there. Lane Johnson playing at a high level, but is also thirty. But I mean, he's he's entrenched. And then you've Lane got Johnson's thirty. I think he's turning twenty nine or thirty. Maybe he's twenty eight, turning twenty nine. God, I'm so freaking old. How is he? And then you've got Jason Kelsey, who a report yesterday came out that he is likely to retire this offseason. Cite the report. Al Thompson. Well, because I'm trying not to throw him under the bus. Uh, Because then reports came out that that was not true. And so Jason Kelsey addressed this, and he said, basically, I don't want to make a habit of uh, addressing, you know, unsourced reports. But... uh, I have. I, I want to make what he said was. I want to make it very clear that I have not come to any kind of decision. Uh, however, you know, I am getting older, and uh, I have thought it's something that I have considered for for the last two or three years. He said he, he likened his situation to Chris Long's, and he said, uh, "I think from I think I will be season to season for the rest of my career." Fascinating. So very interesting. The like the tea leaves that I got is that he he he's probably got one more run in him. But I don't know. He said, you know, it's a it's it's obviously a it's the balance between the competitor and you and everything you have to put into it and you know other things that you want to do. You've got a family, so talk for a minute. I you could have done that when I was doing the whole thing that I already had prepared. I just thought of something. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you look at the offense, decisions that have to be made this offseason, you've got the offensive line. You need to replace long-term, probably now, at least two positions, assuming maybe you want Ciamalo as the center. You need a left guard, left tackle. I don't know. It depends on your uh, your level of confidence in Jordan Mailata or Anahalapula Vantivaitai. Uh, this, this team needs a running back. They need one or two receivers. They've got an interesting decision to make with Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate. Certainly would be nice with all these needs to have a third-round pick in their docket. And uh, a small decision to make at quarterback. I look forward to finding out uh, Joe Banner's answers. Yeah, I teased that and didn't write it, so (laughs) screw you guys. No, that'll go off this week. It was Friday afternoon, and I thought uh, we would save it. Until after this I was, game. I was yeah. in the middle of writing that this Jason Peters piece Friday night. Going to bang it out, get it up, so we can publish it on the day of the game. 9.30 rolls around, and all of a sudden, this bug just hits me like a, like a ton of bricks. Oh my God, if I get this, I swear to God. And then my wife got it today, and she's all alone with Casey. What a nightmare of a day that must have been. So I do think the offensive line thing is like a huge offseason storyline all of a sudden. This Brooks thing just took it, I feel like, to another level, you know? I mean, see how long that Lane Johnson is? said it was all he could think about the rest of the game. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a good quote. It's their boys. Or maybe I couldn't stop thinking about it the rest of the game. Or I stopped thinking about it the rest of the game. <laughs> no, that was no, definitely that not that wasn't it. it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that throws a big... Uh, 
wrench into it. Is that mm, what they say? Yeah, wrench into it. Uh, so I, I did the the feature on Jason Kelsey. If you're uh, if you're a loser and don't subscribe to the Athletic Philly, you didn't read this. But his dad was telling me this story that was pretty interesting. He said, you know, before the preseason, this was last year before the Super Bowl season. Uh, his dad watches the preseason game, goes to bed, gets a call like twelve thirty. And it's Jason. He's like, all right, you know, something wrong? No. And, uh, you know, Kelsey just starts out saying, like, uh, you know, this was so bad. The offense didn't play well. He starts legitimately telling him, I've got enough money saved. I don't have to do this anymore. I could live very well, never live, an- never work another day in my life. And, uh, like, his dad wasn't phased by this. It was clear he had heard it before. And so his dad said, like, all I told him was, you don't like quit on your teammates, you know, a week before the season. If you want to retire after the year, that's fine. And Kelsey keeps talking and, you know, he starts going through the roster and he's like, yeah, but, you know, like uh, Fletcher Cox is in great shape and, you know, Jenkins is really leading that defense and, you know, Wentz is looking good. And it's basically 45, it's 45 minutes of Kelsey talking the entire time and by the end of it, he was telling his dad they got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I thought the story like told a lot about him, and and so uh, they had the Super Bowl party last year, and at that party, Jason's dad brings this up to him, and Kelsey has no recollection right. of this conversation, and so I asked him, you know, I I said, do you really not remember that? And he said, I have a lot of those calls with either my dad or my mom. I talk to my wife a lot, and he just goes, it's a very frustrating game. There's so many little details that can make the difference. thought that was like, you know, that seems to totally explain, like, what's happening right now. It doesn't mean he's, you know, it doesn't mean he's going to say he wants to be back, but, like, think of what that guy puts into it. And he's been just so injured this whole year, playing his butt off. Uh, He didn't miss a start, right? The Saints game, he got knocked out, but... Uh, the next week he was back in there. He plays through anything. Um, you know, I, I feel like he enjoys the preparation aspect of it and the games. Like, I think if you could be like, study, help us with the game plan, then right. play on Sundays. He loves that part. But it, that's not all it is. It's well, showing think about up it. on this April is a guy, This is a guy and, who was undersized. Yeah. Right? His body is not built right. for this. Yes. To last for this long. Yeah. Even like when you... Uh, you, you you had your interview with him. You said like you asked one question and he starts talking like this is a guy I think who has a lot to say and like a lot to yeah. unburden. Uh, and so it is no surprise to me that like he would go through this uh, having read your Seems story. Kind of natural, right? Yeah. I mean, this, it doesn't seem that weird to right. me. I He's don't know. Ta- he likes to talk through things. I think right. Um, and this is also someone who's had not all the players on the roster have had the four and twelve year mm. and then the Super Bowl year. And That's then everything true. in between. And so, like, thinking about what it takes to get back there, um, especially on the day that your season just ended. Right. Um, it feels to me like this is, a, this is probably uh, unfair speculation, but it feels like the Brandon Brooks injury makes it more likely that he will play because this is, a, this is someone who feels like uh, – he has a responsibility to that group. Maybe. Uh, 
and maybe that like pushes the needle ever so more yeah on him coming back for one last run it's interesting that he said the chris long thing because it's so different because kelsey's playing he's like playing the best football of his life i think yeah i mean i don't know there's probably some early years there that stack up to it but there's not like a huge difference i mean he's the best he's, he's among the top what three centers he just got named first team all pro Right, so that part is very rare. Now I, I don't know. We don't know these. In, like the injuries could be a factor. His body probably feels terrible, but that's interesting. So you got Kelsey Brooks Peters. I mean, I don't know what to make of Peters. I feel like the if you're separating yourself from the emotion of it, mm-hmm. the smart move as a franchise would be to move on. I think that's also part of why, uh, in some ways, this loss makes things cleaner. There's a little bit less sentimentality as if this team had gone on another Super Bowl run. Maybe. They seem pretty sentimental about him. Yeah. As we'll read that's about true. in your piece. But Best friends with Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, I don't know. Is, is going into next year trying to piece it together with Vitae, Mylata, and maybe a draft pick? Like, I don't know. That, doesn't see, that seems like you can piece together the... 15th best left tackle in the mediocre left tackle play among that group, doesn't it? Mm. Maybe. I, I, I think we're getting a little too excited about Mylotta. Okay, we'll just say it's Vitae. I mean, Vitae struggles when he has to be thrown in there, but I don't know. He's put together some stretches. He's been okay, yeah. I don't know. You could do worse. You could do worse. He's not gonna, it's not going to be – you're not going to have one of the worst, like, uh, five or six left tackles in the NFL. The good news for – uh, listeners to the podcast and the bad news for Shiel is that oh God, the, Eagles, the Eagles have the 25th overall pick in the first oh round, God. which is where last year the Baltimore Ravens selected 97-year-old tight end Hayden Hurst. And so we get a full offseason, a full draft season of comparing all the prospects to an aging tight end. Exciting. Offensive line we cover, the Foles went stuff we'll cover with the Joe Banner piece. I mean, Foles. Well, I mean, did, did, we talked about how this game there, couldn't I was move in the on needle. Foles. Okay. He, he was. Uh, you don't mean you were in on him as a long term quarterback. You were mean no, you were I was in, in on, on his, his press, press conference. conference. He sounded like a guy who's going to go somewhere and start next year, was my impression. Yeah. I mean, I just saw the thing that he said he would like to be a starter, right? He would like to be a starter. It seemed like he was. Saying his goodbyes. He's Where do you think he's going to go? Let's do a quick. Let's do a quick. Uh, Dallas, no. Washington. I don't know. He knows what a bad situation looks like. It's a good point. Giants, Shermer. That one does not seem crazy at all to me. No, I agree. Stud running back. Good weapons. Offensive line is bad. Coach, you knows. Coach, you know. Not too far from... I mean, I don't know if he cares about that. Right. Um, I could see that. That one doesn't seem crazy. Leader in the clubhouse. Chicago, no. Minnesota, no. Green Bay, no. Detroit? No. Probably not. New Orleans, no. Atlanta, no. Carolina, no. Tampa Bay? Doesn't seem that way. Rams, no. Seattle, no. San Francisco, no. You think Bruce Arians would like him? I don't know. The way he was talking about Winston, I feel like I feel like uh, part of Jason Light, he shouldn't have been a part of the hiring process, but yeah. but him getting to be part of the hiring process makes it seem to me like keeping Jameis was uh, 
part of well, taking the job. Well, that's true. I mean, if you go there, you're competing for a job, and he probably just wants to go somewhere right. where you're the starter. All right, sorry. Who would you say after that? San Francisco, no. Arizona? No. Josh Rosen, right? No. Uh, Kingsbury doesn't want Nick Foles. Okay. Uh, Patriots, no. Miami? That's a good one. Patriots defensive coordinator goes. He knows this is the guy who tore, who tore, torched us in the Super Bowl. Is that who's coaching them? The they they would like There's to a new guy every day. They would like that. to hire Brian Flores. I saw something about how the Dolphins are hiring the Bills scout as their assistant GM. Do these teams know there are other teams other than the AFC East teams? And I also saw an Adam Schefter report, which I couldn't believe that he said they've got they've already got their eye on 2020 quarterback prospects. Miami. Yeah, like they're 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 looking at next year's like a rebuild, and uh, they've got their eye on like Tua That's and uh, Herbert from Oregon. Like, what a terrible thing to hear if you are. <laughs> All right, here's my season ticket. Sounds like voice. they should trade for Foles then. I mean, Tannehill like is all right. That's just not crazy. Garbage. Okay. Giants in Miami, Buffalo, no, Jets, no, Baltimore, no, Pittsburgh, no, Cleveland, no, Cincinnati. I don't think so. Okay. Houston, no. Indy, no. Tennessee? I don't think I don't think so. Jacksonville? Sure. They should. Right? Yes. They 100 they 100% should do that. Yes. Kansas City, no. Chargers, no. Denver could be interesting. Could be. Who knows with your boy? They've got a good defense. It's true. All right. And Oakland is the last one. So I think it's a five-team race. You think Oakland's in there? Yeah, I think Oakland's in there. Okay. All right. Denver, Oakland, Miami, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Yes. Okay. If you had to put uh, a couple pieces of lechuga on it, what would you guess? Couple pieces of lechuga, huh? I kind of think the Giants. It does seem like a good bet. I'm looking at it from his perspective of right. he, he wants a little comfort, I think. For as what you know, we know what we think of Pat Shermer, but I don't know. I mean, that I'm has sure helped he him. Pat that Shermer. has helped him with Doug Peterson, right? Some familiarity. Yes. Although, wait a minute. Shermer's the guy who advocated trading his butt for Sam Bradford. Oh, you're right. Shermer's the one who thought Bradford was this huge upgrade on him. He's the weasel. Get them the hell out of there. He's the weasel. You can't go play for that guy. You're right. He ruined your life. He (laughs) He stuck you with Jeff Fisher. He made you want to quit the game. It was so bad. All right. I take that back. Okay. Um... Where did Dirk Cutter go? He went to Atlanta, right? Did he? That's the OC. All right, so that doesn't work. Jacksonville, did they hire an OC? I can't I don't think they have. Because I think Cleveland got uh, Munkin and they wanted Munkin. I don't know. I I feel like Jacksonville maybe makes sense. If he wants to win. I think if it's his decision. Yeah. Denver? I think Jacksonville and Denver are the best options. I think that's good. I think Denver would be good. 
They've got good running backs. They got a good defense. Good, not great. Good enough receivers. I think Denver's a good one for him. Okay. Sure. Close-ish to Arizona. Yeah, but he lives in California. Okay. Well, you think? I don't think he wants to go to Oakland. Well, it's Southern California, so it's probably the, it might be the same distance. I will. I will. I will put my lettuce on Denver. Denver. Okay. I think that's good. Plus, like Elway is always like floundering for quarterbacks, so he's always trying to make a move. True. All right. All right. What else? Then where do you think Wentz ends up? <laughs> uh oh. Is that a nine? The card to tell. I don't think Sounded so. more like a reverb than a knock. Okay. Um, all right. So we've got the big picture stuff on offense. And what do you think about uh, coaching staff-wise? Coaching staff-wise. I think I had a name. I didn't like you attaching my name to that Marty Morningway tape. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think he's the right person. I don't think he's the right person, but if you're looking at like someone with Peterson familiarity, okay, I'm not looking for someone with Peterson familiarity. Okay. Neither am I. <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm glad because I I thought about Shields not going to like this. I was like, I why to. are you including me on this? I didn't say it. I almost tweeted at you. Get my name out of your mouth. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that was the reaction. Um, but we'll see. I don't get. I get a sense they they're not going to do anything drastic. I think they could edit. I think they might make a change in wide receivers coach. Maybe. Maybe add an offensive consultant. I don't think that's a definite. I'd like to see them add an offensive consultant. I would too. But the way that they ended the season, they may not. I don't know. The way they, the way they ended today. Yeah. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's part of your good thing, big picture. You know? But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They might just convince themselves that the players didn't have a good game. And to their credit, you know, to a little bit of their credit, they finished, they were, what, 11th in offense, weighted offensive DVOA? I think so right. they were figuring some things out. Uh, I don't think any other major changes to the coaching staff. Uh, Press Taylor's brother, though, right? Going to... Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's going anywhere. Okay. Plus, they'd have to, they, they would have to approve it, at our, although I don't know what his contract status is. Yeah. There was a report out there that Schwartz's contract is up or something. I thought oh, I said... Really? This is just Twitter, so I don't know. That may be wrong. I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere anyway. I mean, big picture, the Eagles are in good shape as long as Jim Schwartz is staying around on defense. I think so. Yeah. I thought his second half of the year was very yeah. good with limited uh, limited talent. Okay. I mean, I don't know. We're not going to get into, like, off-season needs and stuff yet. I don't want to do that. No, no, no. Uh, but, just but just in terms of players, Brandon Graham is a free agent. I mean, the defensive line is going to see some turnover. Bennett, I don't know what is going on. With I think they have the to scenes. bring back one of the two of them. Bennett was better this year, but we don't know Is it crazy to bring back both of them? I don't think it's crazy, depending on the price. Right price? Derek Barnett was, was there today, which uh, oh. I have not seen him since he was injured and then his, his brother passed away. Okay. He uh, and Ajayi were both in the locker room. Okay. Uh, I think defensive line is something you're definitely going to address in the draft, but, uh, yeah, you sort of have to... I would, be, I would be shocked if the Eagles don't take a defensive lineman yeah. in the first two rounds. Bennett is under contract for next year, to be clear. Right. Uh, and Long, he signed a two-year deal, too, right? You can look it up. I thought he... Oh, you might be right. I thought he had signed a two-year deal. You might be right. Maybe it's in there, no guarantees or something like that. Yeah, I honestly don't remember all the details of okay. this, but he is under contract for next year. Okay. For whatever whatever that's worth. 
but yeah, Brandon Graham's the big one. Good. This might have been his last game as an Eagle. I tell, I'll tell you what. I was watching that Colts Chiefs game, saying they should go get. They should the Colts? probably add yeah. if if they still the think full, he can the be full productive. Trent Long, a uh, Trent Cole career path. Yeah, right. Um, so I don't know. There might be some money out there for him as a pass rusher. We'll see. Last time he was on the market, it was a different situation, but the market that he expected did not materialize. So. Maybe he'll be back. Other key free agents, uh, Darby we've talked about. Ajayi, we'll see. I think they've definitely got to upgrade at running back. I don't know if he'll potentially come back on a one-year deal. I don't know what other op- a lot of options he'll have. Um, Rodney McLeod is a guy who you're probably going to either get rid of or restructure his deal. Craven LeBlanc looks like he's one of their best five defensive backs to me. He was fantastic. <laughs> what a what a competitive we were talking about this on our walk home what a competitive guy like uh, like you kind of want that guy in a big spot i feel like i mean why would you why would you have to bring back ronald darby now you've got i don't you've think got you do Jaylen no Mills, i don't want to do that sydney jones cravon leblanc avante maddox and rasul douglas all on rookie contracts yeah. that sounds like a, a fine enough five man oh. defensive are we starting this again or are we going to praise the secondary in the offseason and then they're going to get lit up the first half well the no because they actually played well at the end of this they, year they did yeah okay so jordan hicks jordan hicks forgot about him that's an interesting one because i don't think the eagles team building wise want to be committing a lot of money to that position nor should they correct I like Jordan Hicks. I think I would probably, unless he's willing to sign a, unless there's a, a soft market, I think I would probably let him go. I would too. But who knows what kind of market there's going to be for it. Right. Like a mediocre to above average linebacker with injury problems. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Sorry to say. Frank Reich might just raid like the entire, all these guys. <laughs> Whoever well, he, he likes. He's Jordan Hicks. He's got Darius Leonard. Yeah. Whoever he likes. Maybe not. I don't know who their other linebackers are, but all right. What else? Are we done? This is everyone's favorite part of the podcast where I say, are we done? And then you make me go on for another. I've got another. It's yeah, 10 okay. o'clock. I gotta, come on. You got to start writing. Well, I mean, just. What's your big picture thoughts? Just in general. Yeah. This playoff run, how does it how does it affect how you feel about this season and this this team and the state of the organization? I think the big thing is I feel a lot better about Doug Peterson I than agree. I did uh, six to eight weeks ago. Yes, where I was saying, what is this guy? You know, we were doing Doug's new book hashtags, and he got he kept the team together. The culture is strong. That's a credit to him. He's got good relationships with the players. They figured out some things offensively. So that's probably my biggest takeaway. From this this little run, there that was they a went thing on. about uh, he was waiting outside the locker room to like hug every player on the way in oh. after the loss. Um, I think I think Jamie Apodi had that. Mm. If we we're giving credit. Okay, and uh, you she know, had a video. She had a video, yeah. Oh. And um, before the game, I saw him just like going like you know he's giving Trey Sullivan a hug and like mm. Sidney Jones in street clothes like that stuff might not mean much yeah but i think it is uh seems authentic authentic to his personality yes. that's exactly what i was going to say uh yeah. i think it i think it counts for something it connects yeah i mean we have two years of evidence now that uh yeah i mean there if there has been something it's been internal and hasn't gotten out um so he's uh that's probably my biggest takeaway how about Foles? uh 
what incredible twelve month run here for him. Unbelievable. Right? It was December he went in. I last hope year. he can I hope he can keep it up elsewhere. I know. You fear it's, that you, you worry yeah. that it's uh it's so related so in, it's so related to Doug. Yeah. I mean he's he's provided Eagles fans with greatest memories of their lifetime. I mean think about fans. it though, we you know this year was the was the you know the encore from last year that yeah. unbelievable ride next year there could be these guys who gave all those memories there could be no Foles there could be no Brandon Graham uh, there could be no Jason Kelsey there could be no Jason Peters uh, yeah. it's possible that the uh, the face of this team will be will be significantly different yeah I think there will be different uh, faces I mean I remember just one Friday. Uh, I was a little late going to the locker room for availability. Typical Capadia fashion. <laughs> and Foles was on his way out. And I just thought, you know, it, it's Friday at uh, 1 o'clock. You have a more specific time than that, I bet. Well, no, yeah, when is it? One twenty-five usually, okay, right? Yeah. I was a little late, so let's say one thirty. Let's call it one twenty-nine. He's getting in his car to uh, say he was going home. Spent time with his daughter, and it was like just this guy who had gone from Super Bowl uh, hero, he plays the first two games, and then he's just like nowhere to be found. Not, I mean, he was doing all the things he needed to do as a quarterback, as the backup quarterback, right. but you know, it wasn't his team anymore, and he quietly sunk into the background and didn't make a fuss and was going about his life, and it just felt like he was, you know hey, I'm going to just enjoy some time with my teammates for a couple months and then uh, start the next chapter here. And then all of a sudden, with that Wentz injury, his season takes a turn. And, uh, I mean, just seems like a genuine person, a genuine teammate. Even the shots of him with Alshon Jeffrey I thought were pretty cool on the sideline after that play. People just uh, seem to like him and connect with him. And so if this is it, it has been a man. What a 13-month run it has been for him. I guess longer than that if we're going back to his first yeah. stint. First stint, second stint, crazy. I'd like to grouse uh, Sean Foles? Payton. Oh, okay. Just because. Just let's. Two weeks of preparation, the, the wheeling in the dollar bills thing. They put up 20 points at home with, yeah. with two weeks. You're running out Taysom Hill for these plays. And you got a very punchable face. Come on. Give me a break. Right. Uh, I do do want to to spend one minute on the uh, NFL Man of the Year award, which as I was watching the the Patriots-Chargers game, I believe Jim Nance said the line was uh, considered the most prestigious award in the (laughs) NFL, the NFL Man of the Year. Which, I mean, obviously that is given to him by by, uh, from on high. Can we get out of here with this? The most prestigious award in the NFL. Sheila's walking away. Looking at the room service, and then you he's looking at the. Miss it while you do the I mean, first of all, can you name two NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year award in the history of the award? And who knows how long it's even existed? Second of all, let's not. Uh, you know, we have long talked about how you never know. Sheila's looking around like like Mr. Magoo. Over here, <laughs> I guess he took his 
uh, room service menu into his room at one point. He's got a big suite here. Uh, just preposterous. I feel awkward filling time when Shield's not here. I can talk when he's here, but when he leaves the room, it's much more difficult. You should know that Shield has already eaten uh, a Lenny and Larry's cookie, but he's not done for the night. Here he is. He's got it. He's walking back in, socks on, tugging his ear. It's much more fun to just describe what he's doing as that opposed to That felt so good to just walk out on you <laughs> as you were talking. All right, I got some time here to order. Okay. Um, all right, my last thing is, uh, you know, how much street cred do I have? Our Southwest uh, flight here. You know, you get to pick your seats. My man Freeway is looking for a window seat. Mm. Sees me in the aisle, says, uh, this is a guy I could sit with. Takes the aisle seat in my row. How about that? Nice. I mean, I don't want to brag. We had Beanie Siegel and Freeway on our flight. Beanie Siegel trying to skip the Southwest line. Mm, come on, C-45 or something, Beanie. Come yeah. on, my man. I respect that. You're going to shoot your shot. Yeah. They should have known who he was. I didn't know who they were until, uh, I mean, I know who they are. I didn't recognize right. their faces until uh, someone said something and then noticed afterwards. How about them taking a... You dab them up? No. Okay. How about them taking a Southwest flight? What else are they going to take? I don't know. It's impossible to get to New Orleans. They had a show last night. Did you make it over there? No, I thought that was a good omen, though. Freeway and Beanie Siegel on the, mm. uh, on the flight. Okay. What do you got there? What's that? What? Nothing. My computer just went dark. Oh, I heard a sound. Nothing. All right. So. All right. All right. So we will talk to you. Training camp, I think, starts. <laughs> July 31st. Eh, maybe we'll do something for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll start going to our uh, our once or twice weekly schedule, depending on how things are going. <laughs> I might want to do less than that. I know. I Not know. fewer. Um, although I will be, I will now be going to the Senior Bowl next week. All right. Solo pods, solo, solo daily pods for you. I'll send you a list of questions. Email via okay. email. And then uh, you can pretend you're me asking them to you, and you can answer them. How about that? I feel like I could do a shield. Okay. Is Fran going to be at the Senior Bowl? Yeah. Oh, let's do a little Fran guest spot from the Senior Bowl. You think, you think he's allowed? He was allowed before to do something, That's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. So I don't have to do a pod, and you get Fran's draft analysis. It's a win for everybody. <laughs> it's mostly a win for you. <laughs> true. <laughs> the wives have to be happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no! Well, my kids are being crazy. So uh, <laughs> my wife was. Uh, if they win this game, they, then she just started ripping the team. All right. They're not even that good. I think her her thought was, you know, if this was like last year and they were legit good and they're going to win the Super Bowl, fine. Right. But don't just mess around and win these weird games. Right. And it is my daughter's. Uh, Third birthday on Sunday, so that was the big one. The big O three. Big O three. All right. Okay. I feel like you should like thank the listeners or something. I'm not gonna. That's you not know, your brand. That's not. But I feel like it's probably the well, right thing to do. We are very thankful. Don't get all like emotional. We are very it. thankful for your, uh, you lending us your ears throughout the season, and uh, you know, there's hope on the horizon. The Eagles are in good shape. 
I think I think we have learned that. It'd be nice if they had a third round pick, though. They could go tight end with the number twenty five pick. I think. Well, I know everyone can tweet at me and tell me usually, how they're going to turn into a thirteen personnel. History suggests and, that there are thirty eight year old <laughs> tight ends available at that spot. So if you want a creaky guy to get that thirteen personnel offense in. Mm-hmm. Here are some ideas that I'll commit to. These are going to be on theathletic.com slash Philly. Some of you have tweeted at us that, you know what, you've guilted me. You've, you've, uh, you've just been yelling at me for an entire I, so year. So the, the people who tell us we finally guilted you into it, on the one hand, I'm glad it happened. On the other hand, I'm surprised there are still some of you out there and that you have also incentivized us to keep doing this. Yes, and so uh, what I will have coming up is the, is the Joe Banner 9 Nick full scenarios that will be a major storyline I think I'll try to get that up Tuesday or Wednesday here's another thing I'll commit to on the on the pod I think this will I'm gonna I'm gonna grade every player's performance for the 2018 season with a look ahead that's something people might want to read I don't know sure you don't look excited I've no, never seen like, you look feels like the, it feels like the kind of thing that I could do with, without having an, an idea, so I'm a little uh, upset. Uh, that oh, you do can, you want to do it? You can take it. No, do it. I don't want to do it. What, are you crazy? <laughs> Why don't we split All right. it up? No, 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 no. I'm not splitting anything up. You, you do uh, it. I've got the Senior Bowl. I've got this Jason <laughs> Peters story. <laughs> what the, what was that? It. You can take it. Oh, my God. What a 180. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to take vacation for four months. Yeah, no. that's fair. No, we're both going to be at the Combine. That's right. I think it's going to be actually a uh, fairly eventful offseason between the personnel moves we suggested. We talked about the Nick Foles stuff. We'll see if they add anything to the coaching staff. Could there be some type of front office shakeup? I don't oh, know. Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know that there is, but that's always like a possibility. We'll find out the secret surgeries everyone needs probably right. in the next few days, the crazy things they were playing with. Um, and I'm sure we'll have thoughts on the remainder of the postseason as all our listeners get behind Andy Reid and the Chiefs. That's we were talking on the way here. here. Like, if there's this, is this has to be the year, Andy. I mean, there's no juggernaut out you there. Gotta do it. You've got home field. The you Patriots dynasty is crumbling. You've got Mahomes. Like, come on, man. This is it. He's got to get it done. We both picked him. All right. Yeah, and I'll have the Jason Peters story and uh, coverage of the Senior it's Bowl. Be a good and one. Uh, hopefully, some good nuggets in there, including a little tease. Uh, maybe the time he got into it with a teammate. Mm. That's all. Okay. Great review. Subscribe if you know what's good for you. Yeah. You know, Shield's wearing his athletic shirt. He's look. He's looking very buff. He's well, ready. I don't think so. He's ready to. Shield needs to start exercising to now that around. the off season's over. Okay, well, the Eagles' season comes to an end. The Foles' magic uh, finally evaporates as the Eagles fall twenty to fourteen. Who would have? 20 to 14. 20 to 14. That's insane. You say, if you told me the Eagles were going to hold the Saints to oh 20 points, gosh. they got to score more points, man. Hmm. 20 points. It's crazy. Oh, and wow. you scored 14. Yeah. With how your they first two possessions. Against, you know, a defense that was fine. That certainly, certainly worse than the defense they played last Give week. Give me a break with that defense. Yeah, I agree. Stand and now no Sheldon Rankins? What do they do? They can't rush the passer. 
Not great in coverage. You think uh, you think you're going to take your boy on the road? I don't know. I have to think about it. I didn't really like how either team played this weekend or coach. Yeah. You know, I didn't like how he coached. They both look like trash. Yeah, yeah. I told. I told. Did I not tell yesterday. you on Friday his in-game management stuff? You're right. Yeah, you were right. Although I did, I did uh, win that line. True. But yeah, he oh, coached, Eagles covered. He coached like a jabroni. Did you say the Eagles were going to cover? I did. Yeah. So you went one. I went three and one. Oh, you're six and two. No sweat off my back. That's very good. All right. What did I do? I screwed it up. I got the Colts wrong. No, I took the Chiefs. I think Chiefs. you took the Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. So I got the Eagles. I think you took the Chargers, though. So two and two. Four yeah. and four. Yeah. A life of mediocrity continues. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're selling yourself short. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We do, uh, we do send you our commiseration. But uh, what are you going to do? Only one team can win it all. Life moves on. It's only football. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. All right. Thank you for listening. And as always, we love you. friends